everyone, and welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club. I am Walt Richardson, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Emily and Zach. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing Good. great. Well, we thought we'd uh, switch things up a bit this week. Well, month. Um, <laughs> cause... I keep forgetting that we only record once a month. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it better, whereas, you know, some podcasts are weekly and are and very, are very bad. bad. <laughs> As opposed to this one, it's perfect every time because it's monthly. Um, so if we are your one source of manga news, first of all, we're flattered. I don't know why that would be the case. <laughs> Again, with this being monthly, not a good way to keep on top of things. And we don't really do news in the first place. Not really. So, yeah. cool. Um, but if that is the case, and in case you hadn't heard, I've got some bad news. Weekly Shonen Jump is no more. But I've got some good news as well. That now it's just Shonen Jump. And it's now like a, I mean, it was, it was a digital magazine here in the U.S. for a while. Um, now it's more a service that's how we get our content now services rather than publications which that's a discussion in and of itself but so now instead of getting it in like a collected magazine format instead there's going to be published chapters on viz's website um broken up by chapter so you no longer have to quickly flip through the pages of we never learn and hope hope you don't see something that makes you feel like you have to go to confession even though you're not catholic um (laughs) and at the same time they've added a bunch of series and this is all free you can keep up with the new stuff within the past few chapters three three chapters yeah yeah so yeah past three chapters you can read for free you can also for what is it like two dollars a month? Two dollars a month. That's what I thought. One ninety nine. You can get access to everything almost. Basically, <laughs> like, I think, a lot of stuff. I think the way they put it was every almost everything that's been run in the magazine in English. Yeah, over over ten thousand chapters. Yeah, yes, I think. It's, yeah, it's crazy. As someone that does scanning work. Uh, on a daily basis. Um, This seems like such a monumental task. I mean, I'm sure they have... I mean, this isn't as big of a problem for newer things, but I can't imagine... I don't know if they actually have to go back and, like, rescan some stuff, but wow. Yeah. That's an undertaking. I I think that it's everything that has already been digitized in some way. Okay. You'll notice that for some series, there are, like, gaps that... Uh, you know, a few series have been added to the magazine mid-story, um, right. like former one we've talked about, Haikyuu. And so there's a bit of a gap between they've started like with the most recent chapters. You can read them right now. But if you look in the, I, guess, I think the term that they use it is the vault. Um, <laughs> the Disney vault. Soon Disney will own Shonen Jump too. They're going to own it. Will own Viz. It's going to be great. Yeah. There's like a, there's a gap between the where the most recent volume was that's been published in English and, and and now the current stuff. So I think that they're for some of those newer series, they're kind of like filling in the gaps yeah. as they go along, which is interesting. I guess yeah. and I guess another 
I guess, a like, surprise addition to this is it seems like, you know how, so we used to have jump starts and stuff. It seems like some stuff that we thought just got dropped in English might get, might get continued and, like, further yes, translated, like, Act Age. Yeah, I mean, Act Age is back. I think... Jujutsu Kaisen was another yeah, one. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen. I forget if Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba uh, was a jump start. I think it was. I think it was, Wait, no, yeah. Wait, no, wasn't it? It seems really familiar, but it's also very far along. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it was maybe a jumpstart quite some time ago. Yeah. So, you know, the first of all, it's even less likely that we'll be covering everything. Um, right. Because <laughs> they've added quite a bit. And as well, you know, they're still adding new ones, which we'll get to a little bit yeah. later. Yeah, just just for reference really quick, um this this week alone there were 15 books. 15, yeah, 15 books in what would have been this this week of Weekly yeah. Shonen Jump, which is insane. A lot. Quite a bit. You noticed actually that one of these that I don't think I had heard of, um Hell Hell's Paradise Jigo Kuraku. Um did you say Emily that that is like marked as like 18, 18 plus. plus. So that's interesting. You know, technically. I thought that was, this isn't Shonen Jump. Yeah, that's like Seinen Jump. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's interesting. I'm wondering how far, like, are they going to be backfilling maybe? Like, are we going to start seeing other series be added that have been done in the past? Like, you know, rather, rather than, you know, just adding new stuff, are we going to like see this vault have things added to it that weren't originally, but have since become digitized, or in some cases, maybe they've just had a bit of an issue of like sorting the rights out. Like yeah. maybe one day we'll log in and Jojo's Bizarre Adventure will be available. Um, oh man. Who knows? So I guess first thing I was wondering with both of you is of the things that have been added that are currently ongoing, had not the new ones but the ones that were like added mid-chapter are there any that you're interested in like kind of catching up on learning more about or anything like that yeah i think i'm definitely probably maybe going to try to <laughs> keep up with haiku yeah that was yeah. something we really liked when we did the did it picked it for our book club book um yeah and so i and and there has been kind of like a you know gaping hole in terms of sports manga uh, ever since uh, Robo Laser Beam ended. Um, so I, I may try to pick that one up. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I was yeah, going to say that, that too. That's the most likely for me as well. That was the main one for me. Uh... I'm trying to think if there were any others here that that I was thinking, oh yeah, I should catch up on that or start reading that. Um, I, I was kind of thinking about it with Act Age, even though I didn't love it. It's still like pretty different from the others. Yeah. So the one thing I wanted to say with how how they're doing this, and it's, it's a very minor thing for getting all of this for free. Um, and... There, there's always like the possibility that they could like add something like this later. But I know that when it was still in the magazine format, you know, there were, there were a few series that were added mid series, like 
like these essentially are. Um, and what they would do in the magazine is have like a few pages kind of recapping like, hey, you know, here's the premise of this. Here's, right. you know, a broad overview. And here's like a more specific overview of what's currently happening in this arc. Go for it. And so I was hoping that for these ones that have been kind of that are starting and I'm pretty sure all of them are like starting mid arc, you know, it's not even like right. what you see, what you like. I, I, I think we've brought up before in American comics, there's like this huge hyping up of like, Oh, you know, new arc, new jumping on point and all that, you know, they didn't do that with these. Not as much. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I read the first new chapter of all of the newly added things. And, you know, they were all kind of in the middle of something and they didn't even have like the one page recaps that they used to have in the magazine, which again, like I said, this is all free. Um, I'm not going to make too much of a big deal about it. I wonder if it could appear. I wonder if they could make it so that it appears on the page when you go to look at the chapter list or something, or right. maybe if you just open the chapter and it'll appear as like a another as an extra page. I don't know how hard that would be to do. Yeah, because I'd really like to give a sh- shot to all of these because before you know everybody gets tired of hearing this it's free <laughs> you know it just i don't want to kind of leave it on the table so to speak but um yeah that's a very minor nitpick i suppose i'll say free one more time free also <laughs> one thing i don't know if you guys noticed this uh, that they have added to these is they now uh list translators in the credits yes yes yeah that is that is something i wanted to bring up as well that's very cool translators and letterers yeah um i'm I'm not sure if maybe they were in the like back matter of the magazine itself but putting this putting them in the chapter themselves in a place where you'll see it like the creator the like you know writer and artist credits that's a big deal i think Right. And it, it it also gives it more of a feeling of, I guess you could say, legitimacy, like as opposed to like putting it in the back or whatever. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And they like honestly probably super deserve it because not only like has all of this other stuff happened, now the release schedule is like gonna be so much more demanding. Well yeah, that and it's like now day and date with Japan. Yes. So like Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like these chapters, the most recent, they, they come out on Sunday now, which is Monday in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's as soon as you can get it if you're not looking at leaked scans. <laughs> right. Um, Who would do such a thing? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Which I think like we should mention, this is really, I think, a big response to that. Like that was the... Yeah. yeah, behind it yeah. is combating scanning and, yeah. and pirating. I mean, I think this is the only way you can really do it, and I because I think that like kind of moral pedantry doesn't really do anything as far as reading scans goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, make it free, make it accessible. Uh, that's the best you can do, and hopefully they'll you know this will be the way to go moving forward for other publishers. Yeah, the the back catalog deal is just insane. <laughs> I don't understand how it's as cheap as it is. Um, I don't either. Yeah. 
Like I feel like <laughs> I, I guess they're just really banking on and there's probably some truth to this that it's like, well, so many people don't buy it anyway. Right. That may maybe as well by maybe by being two dollars we'll get some people we'll get enough people to do it to actually spend money on it that otherwise wouldn't. Yeah, if we corner the market on the most popular series and we make it as cheap as possible. And more convenient because even though like even though we have our complaints about this is web viewer, I'd still rather use this than like, you know, try and find a torrent or whatever you do to download comics these days. I'm old and right. Yeah. Don't know these yeah, days. I, yeah. I mean it's pretty much the same story as like music as well. Like Yes. I mean now it is so much easier to be able to like stream music to a device or something you know and pay you know six to ten dollars a month and have that instant access rather than like trying to go to some kind of you know file sharing site and pirate it like you would 10 years ago having having to go to limewire and purposely spell it wrong because you know that somebody got the name wrong yes oh man those were the days one thing that I found interesting and that I've done a little bit of searching for and I can't, f- maybe maybe I missed something. One thing is conspicuously missing. One Punch Man. Oh, interesting. And that is a big one. That's not in there. Now, again, I don't want to complain too much about a free service. And- I want to complain too much about it. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's not in there. And I'm curious about what they're planning to do. Is it like if if they changed it to like buying like I know some um, stuff that's published by published and uh, translated by Kodansha rather than Viz um, is sold in like Comixology by the chapter one dollar a chapter. I'd be interested to see if they went that way with One Punch Man or if it's just going to be in collections now. I don't know. I'd buy it a dollar a chapter, no questions asked. Yeah, especially because a lot of One Punch Man was kind of published to be viewed online. Is that true? Because mm. we have those two-page spreads, some of them kind of look like... Or no, I think I'm the other way around. Well, they do kind of get swallowed up in the uh, gutter. The gutter. Okay, I was thinking because I thought later on it was kind of made so it looked okay on a computer screen rather than, you know... As if it were just translated from right. or transposed from page to screen, um, but at any rate, yeah. I mean, I hope they, I hope they let us know what's going on with that. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I just like yeah. to know what's yeah what's the case there. They yeah. There's just so much. I <laughs> we have a lot of uh, options if we ever want to go back and read something that Viz. Uh, published makes the book club portion of our podcast much easier yeah yeah now i have no excuse for not say keeping up with black clover and uh i mean your your excuse is that it's okay but not that good yeah i had the opportunity (laughs) because i actually started purchasing shonen jump when it when it started so i had all of them but yeah i I never got around to it (laughs) i may actually go back and read uh Dragon Ball Super now. Oh, oh yeah. 
But it'd be I, fair, you could have done that before, couldn't you? Or do the no. did the web comics used to kind of rotate or something? They well, so they comics. they only um, if if you kept up with it, you could. But they did take them off after a certain okay. period of time. So they they only I think it was timed with the the release of the physical volumes. Whenever they came out, they would pull them out. Um, and I was I was bad about keeping up with that. Yeah, I was thinking likewise with uh, My Hero Academia of Vigilantes. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that. We did have some new series start in December that I, we thought we'd give a quick word or two about going in order. Uh, the first of these was Chainsaw Man. Uh, this is by... Oh, I had... By um, Tatsuki Fujimoto. It's... <laughs> it's interesting. It, um, it's a, it's a kind of like typical supernatural action type thing that she, kind of, kind of thing that you see in Shonen stuff yeah. a lot. Um, and this is what we've mentioned with some jumpstarts that it's kind of endearing to see when the art isn't, it's a bit rough, but in a way that's yeah. kind of endearing, I think. I think the demons are so cute. I, okay. The cute- yeah. Yeah. Well, the cute, okay, the ones that are supposed to be cute. Um, I actually had a really, <laughs> had a really strong reaction to the first chapter for some reason. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be so awesome. I, I don't know what it was. I, I think, I think the first chapter really kind of, I don't know. Because, because it, because then like the following chapters weren't as like crazy and kind of out there as that first chapter was, where it was like kind of yeah. so bloody and and they kind of. What's that? I said I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. and then they kind of went this kind of typical, like, uh, boob humor and stuff. I, I think the first chapter was objectively good. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I thought it... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it got more generic as it went along. Um, I mean, as far as chapters go, I thought the first chapter was fairly unique and interesting with, like, the pact he made with this cute chainsaw dog thing. <laughs> Uh, that like hides in his chest and he activates it by pulling the chainsaw cord. That is awesome. It's, it's so stupid. I mean, it's like a B movie shown in. It's like yeah. it's like a B movie plot, uh, B horror movie. Jerry Seinfeld's B movie. And that, yeah, yeah, it's a spinoff of B movie. Believe it or not, I just thought I thought it was going to be campier, and kind of uh, you know what I mean, just kind of kind of more reveling in that kind of gory, kind of uh, pulpy sort of genre but it, it kind of became more about this guy being a dude uh wanting to he wants to touch boobs guys yeah, yeah. he he's a man of very very few needs and simple tastes and <laughs> i don't really mind that as just a gag but it kind of seems like it's becoming more of a thing because it started as he wanted to clear a debt which is fine. I thought that I thought they could have just kept going with that more. And I guess that's still part of it, but it's kind of taken a backseat to this like sillier stuff. <laughs> but uh, I still like it. I'm still going to read it, I think. But I kind of hope it goes back to this more. It's yeah. going to sound weird, but I, the hyper violent. I don't know. I think that's kind of what was setting it apart. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From just another like like kind of a one punch manish kind of thing where it's violent but it's not kind of this hyper gory uh, spectacle, and it also seems like it's getting away from like what I thought was going to be horror elements. So yeah, that's kind of a bummer. It um 
it, it started off, I think, as like my clear favorite of the three, but now same here. It, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Now, yeah. honestly, I'd say that it's probably at this point. I'm thinking it's the weakest. I thought. I thought it also had a really cool like cover chapter when it was introduced. I was like, oh, this looks this looks kind of edgy in a fun way. I think I'm going to like this. And I did really like the first chapter. And then I kind of, it's not that I ever started hating it, but I kind of just got less. Just like, oh, this again. Yeah, I kind of became less of a fan as it went on. But it's one of those things where it's like, I'll probably keep reading it. Um, it has potential, I think, to not be terrible. I just kind of hope it veers away from the just bad jokes but it probably won't it, it is kind of weird because usually these series lead with those jokes and then right yeah it, it almost had none of that i mean it might have had a little bit in the first chapter i don't really remember but it wasn't enough to for me to be like oh god one of these again but then the second and third chapter and i, I was thinking oh god it's one of these again <laughs> yeah i mean it's not the worst i've ever seen but it's it's they're all adults whatever you know i'm not i'm not morally outraged or anything it's just kind of like seen this before go back to um cute demons and uh ripping yourself apart hyper violence chainsaw coming out of your chest very cool uh so cheers to the first first chapter cheers to the rest (laughs) yeah kinda kinda yeah uh the second was neolation uh this is by tomohide hiro hiro um written by hiro with art by Mizuki Yoda. And personally, this is the one that I like the best out of all three, especially now that, as we said, Chainsaw Man is kind of on the outs. Um, I thought this was a kind of fun twist on the kind of like standard... What is... Sorry, what's the word that I'm working looking for? Uh, oh, I know what, I know the word. It's like Cromartie. Delinquent. 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 Yeah, yeah. Delinquent. Yeah, delinquent. Yeah. Delinquent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how you have with these two characters like a juxtaposition of more of like a like late 80s early 90s archetype of that character versus like you know the kind of modern equivalent yeah um, the um snapchat generation version <laughs> even then it's more like this this could have just as easily except for maybe like in the recent chapters with like the app game but this could have like come out in like 2008 yeah. yeah, it's like if so. If you're if you're familiar with Persona, it's like if Kanji from Persona Four teamed up with Futaba from Persona Five, and Futaba... that's actually perfect. <laughs> that is very that is very apt. Yeah, Futaba was more of a uh, bully, was a bully. Period, and uh, they just kind of worked together. Yeah, because I kind of like that they're both not. I mean, the the guy who's more of just a physical bully is more likable than the the hacker. Yeah. But they're both kind of unlikable and and kind of brash. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Zach? So it's interesting. I think like when I first read this, I was a little cooler on it because I was comparing it to Chainsaw Man. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, now that that book is not as great, like I I do appreciate this one a little bit more. I feel like the concept is really strong. Um, yes. You have this like techno delinquent, but I didn't I didn't really get into the first chapter that much. Hmm. 
but the subsequent chapters have been good i think it, yeah, it is think, very interesting how, yeah it's interesting how they're both they were both dealing with debt <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You know what the humor and the like attack styles that they use kind of reminds me of? Do you remember that manga we read that was a jumpstart that was like the businessman who, oh, fought, yeah. who fought with his, um, I hope that comes back. I liked that one. Man, uh, me that, too. Fight, yeah. that fought with his like business card and he had special attacks and uh, whatnot with his like, I think his like final attack was just throwing a ton of business cards. I think there's, probably more potential with this to have just more variety just because there's so many things you can do with computers and technology. Isn't technology um, amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to have some like stock phrase about how crazy it is these days, what these kids can do with the internet and computers. Yeah. I mean, it was good. I, I do think the first chapter was, was good, but not as like, I don't think I had as good of a first impression with it as I did with Chainsaw Man, but overall, this series was, I think, so far, is stronger than uh, Chainsaw Man. Consi- more consistent, I guess. Yeah. I, I agree that the first chapter was it, didn't sell me on it. It, it wasn't in, really until the uh, like second and third ones that I was like, okay, I think there's something to this. Yeah. I think, I think the first chapter was just a little... I don't want to say slow, but it wasn't super exciting in the way that like Chainsaw Man kind of came out and like, here's the thesis of Chainsaw Man. And then the <laughs> thesis of Chainsaw Man, the, what I thought it was going to be was not really what I got right. in the later chapters, but the, I kept getting what I kind of expected from this. So in that sense, it was more successful, I think, than, than Chainsaw Man. Somewhat unfortunately, because I want Chainsaw Man to just be like Army of Darkness anime. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but... Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And then the last new one of this month was Hellwarden Higuma. Um, This is by Natsuki Hokami. And I'd say that this is like so far three chapters in. I'd say it's like the definition of a solid 6, 6.5. I like it. I'll keep reading it. It doesn't blow me away, but it, it yeah, it's the most shonen manga. Yeah, um, it's 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 yeah, it's very. That, it has a kind of classic feel to it. It's, um, it's got that you know just supernatural action with very faint horror elements. Yeah, like kind of like Bleach. Uh, yeah, Bleach, Yu uh, Yu Hakusho. Yeah, that kind of stuff. The cast seems fine. Yeah. The art is nice. Uh, it doesn't, but it, at the same time, the art doesn't blow me away. No, it's like a fairly interesting kind of kind of thing going on with the hands that he controls, and yeah, it's a nice uh, little. It's kind of a fu- kind of some fun lore about uh, the how he sub- subdues these demons, these spirits that uh, escape from hell. But yeah, it kind of, it, it feels like something I would have read in like the late 90s, like when I, or early 2000s when I was in like middle school, something I would have picked up at Borders and been like, this is so cool. Oh my <laughs> God. It has the feel of like one of those series. I don't know what it is about it. I mean, it's, the art style doesn't look old or anything, but just the, the feel of it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like late 90s shonen. Yeah. It, 
it's really funny to me how this is like starting as we're getting some of those old jump starts coming back. Um, right. Because it just calls attention to how many of these kind of like supernatural demon hunting <laughs> themed books we get. Yeah. It's like, I could just uh, go back and read bleach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, this one was like, had that kind of like comfort food feel yeah, to it. Yeah, that's a good way. To yeah, it, it's a yeah. lot like Black Clover or you know something like that. That's like not great, but it's what you know. It's familiar. Yeah, right. and I'll probably keep reading it for that reason, but I won't be heartbreak broken if it ends early. Right. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if the new format is going to support stuff that we stuff that we might have had to vote on before to be in the anthology to keep continuing do you know what i mean if, if stuff will stuff that would normally be out Just, of the magazine would keep right. going yeah that, i think that's fairly likely because i have a hard time kind of following if something either stopped in japan or if it's stopped here in the magazine but it's still being if it's maybe going to get published in yeah. volumes and tonka bonds or whatever but I, I kind of hope. I mean, I hope we get more. It will. It will mean we have to read more per yeah. per month. But uh, it's always good to get more stuff that um, we might have, especially stuff because we've liked a lot of the jump starts, and then it feels like a lot of the time we're like, well, we don't know if we'll ever read this again. And especially for stuff that's more outside the mold. Yeah. Hopefully, this gives it a larger chance of continuing. One, just one quick anecdote about Hellward and Haguma that made me laugh is. <laughs> Is um, I don't know if I, I told Emily this. I don't know if uh, you read it, Zach. But the week that the first chapter came out, uh, editor of Multiversity Comics Brian Salvatore uh, reviewed it for Multiversity. They do a weekly um, mm. manga review column for Shonen Jump titles, and something that you know Brian has not read much manga you know he's read a little bit for like reviews here and there but yeah you know he he's an old man um hey. <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming at this from you know a more a western comics perspective and while he liked it a lot i thought it was really funny is that he was like boy that kid's outfit is v- when he transforms is very nazi like and i'm just like welcome to manga <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is a lot more common in Japanese uh, comics, I buddy. I don't, it's, it's not really, I don't think it's... not it's, even really, like... It's not really meant to be, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, I'm it, a fascist, like... It's just stuff that, like, Western artists would probably be like, I'm going to avoid getting anywhere close to that, I, just to be safe. Yeah. So, this, you know... Yeah. For weeaboos like us... It just washes over us, but it was funny for like Brian just to be like, "Whoa!" Does Higuma does Higuma have a uh, armband too? I don't remember. That's that's another thing that people kind of get weirded out by, but it's something that like some characters have armbands in in manga and anime and some video games. Like there's a character in Danganronpa who wears kind of like a military looking outfit with an armband, but the armband is is usually kind of like a school thing. Like right, it's, a, it's kind of come up with a sort of connotation you, here. Yeah, unfo- it's unfortunate. It's not meant to be like a, a fascist symbol. It's just unfortunate if you pair the armband with something that looks vaguely military, immediately Western... Something vaguely Hugo Boss. <laughs> yeah. Western uh, readers are probably going to look at that kind of side-eyed and be like, what is this exactly? <laughs> 
but no, most of the time I don't think it's no, it's well, it's not something uh, mal uh, malicious or. Uh, and then you have part two of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where Jonathan Joestar becomes friends with an actual Nazi. That was Joseph Joestar. Joseph, whatever. I, had, right. I had the first letter right. I, I think I've mentioned this before too. There's there's a Naruto character who has a swastika. <laughs> yeah, you, we we did talk about that because we were talking about how in uh, in One Piece, uh, Luffy's brother was a Nazi. Um, <laughs> not really; he just had the a swastika on his back that that they had to have a huge translator to <laughs> be like, "This is not a symbol of hatred." Because <laughs> I, I forget. I wish this is this is very off topic, but I, I wish I knew what they did in like the four kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might have just erased it. Uh, uh, the four kids a dub of one. The four kids uh, yeah, turn it into a Christian cross. <laughs> <laughs> like when, like, did we talk about how Smoker? Did I tell you how they did Smoker real quick? So Smoker is this character in One Piece that has a ton of cigars, and he just smokes them all the time. And there's like smoke coming off of him. So what they did in the anime was they just they just erased all of the, all of the cigars digitally, but all the smoke is still there. <laughs> so he's just got smoke coming out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's great. What a what a mess that is. That duck. Ah. Anyway, um, so I thought we'd spend some time talking about uh, the new format. Uh, next month we'll come back and talk about um, what's actually going on in the series that we've been reading for mm -hmm. a while. Um, and who knows, with this new format, they might have new stuff keep on coming. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Um, it's an exciting time to be a manga fan, and we look forward to covering this new format and reading more stuff until our brains turn to mush and, yeah. No, our brains are getting bigger by reading all these series. That's a good point. They're only getting bigger. I'm feeling much smarter every day. <laughs> the only way it would get smaller is if you started reading We Never Learn. That's true. All right, we're going to take a brief break and... Continuing our switching around in the second half, we're going to be talking about our book club uh, selection, Yu-Gi-Oh! We'll be right back. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3Cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, no bad to end Dio impressions, this is bad, what the f and an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us all right we're back for our second part uh where we cover our book club pick of the month of course uh this month i picked the classic evergreen uh Yu-Gi-Oh, written by kazuki takahashi I think we talked about last time. I have like no connection to this series at all. I'd never watched it uh, as a youth. Um, I rarely participated in the card game. Yeah, that's about the same with me. I like probably saw like 
three episodes just randomly on television and played the card game like once or twice at summer camp or something. And that's about it. I think I have the richest history with Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and the saddest because I've seen a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX over the years. And um, I actually started, I as I've been working out on my exercise bike, I actually started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! on Amazon, or Yu-Gi-Oh! GX on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's very stupid and silly. Um, and somehow, so the Yu-Gi-Oh! dub uh, anime opening is just like famously, I mean, it's like, good bad like i mean it's it's pretty it's it's pretty well known for just being stupid and but memorable in a dumb way it, it has no melody but somehow <laughs> somehow the gx no melody the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! gx opening with a melody it's an actual song i forgot in like five seconds after after watching it i was like wow that was somehow less memorable than the tuneless Yu-Gi-Oh! dub opening which is like a mix of like rap and I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it, really. Is it, is like it I, better or worse than the Dragon Ball GT theme song? I don't see. I don't remember that. Oh, actually. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, I remember it forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to say this is probably worse because it's for kids, so they don't really have a great track record with their opening songs. Uh, honestly, like Pokemon's like they're probably like their godfather equivalent of like of, of, of openings four kids openings. Yeah. yeah probably <laughs> um at any rate yeah i did oh is an is an interesting beast this was not what i expected at all <laughs> not in the slightest <laughs> not in the slightest like, at all so like so, i knew i i knew that like it takes a while for it to become the card game manga it sure um, does and and like i knew it had something to do with like they play like different games for a while. I didn't know it was like <laughs> yes. Saw. <laughs> yes. So I, 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 one thing I do remember when when Yu Gi Oh was getting big, um, I, I was probably in like sixth or seventh grade, maybe. Um, and it's at school. Uh, we, I guess, we would get these like magazines that would talk about, uh, you know, things in like youth like kid pop culture and like have little articles and things and there was an article about Yu-Gi-Oh and it talked about how big uh, a part of it uh, of how uh, such a large aspect of it was dealing with bullying um and like man it it is it is he certainly kind of, deals with bullying it is kind of a PSA about like bullying it was like this Yu-Gi-Oh will literally make you experience death if you bully kids you bully. and steal Pokemon cards in elementary school, <laughs> or, the best, or, or, kill or literally kill you, Tamagotchi. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was or interesting Digimon. That, I guess they're more like Digimon. That, yeah. So it was very interesting. Like it was very interesting walk through like the fads of the nineties because yes. a lot of these fads hit the U.S. Like I mean, Tam- I was like prime age for Tamagotchis when they came out. I was like eight, nine, ten. I had one, and then the one in Yu-Gi-Oh! is kind of like one of those Tamagotchi rip-offs. I mean, it's not called Tamagotchi, but it basically is one. Because they came out with, like, Gigapets, and, like, Digimon also had something similar, like you said. Yeah, yeah. It was very like Digimon, because it had the link-up thing where you right. could connect yeah. and, and evolving. 
yeah and evolving Digital. yeah yeah this was this was very weird this was a lot weirder than i expected i did i did know about the weird death game stuff because i'd seen the picture there was an image going around i think it got kind of popular on twitter of yugi stabbing the the money because that's like one of the first things he does he plays a uh what does he call it? A shadow game. Yeah. A shadow game with this this bully, I guess. And uh, I think it was a bully. I don't think it was a random thug. I think later on he just like. <laughs> he just, it was like, the, it was the guy Yakuza. who was selling the the fake Yeezys. Yeah. The fake what? <laughs> the shoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait, was it, wait, was no, it him sh- or was he the guy that the was, shoe like, guy paying, was, a- was like asking for like. Oh, you're right. The shoe guy was the scorpion in the shoe. That's right. That's right. Okay. Who was the money guy then? I think he was the guy who was. Was that the very first chapter? It was the very yeah one of the first. It's it's like the guy who's basically like asking for protection money. Yeah, I I was mistaken because the the shoe scorpion one also involves a knife. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but stabbing the shoe. Yeah, stabbing the shoe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, also, like, I knew from, like, the bit I saw of the show, you know, the whole, like, thing, how he transforms, and it's like, okay, he, like, becomes this other Yugi. Man, he looks so much evil. Like, yeah. he just looks, like, serious in, like, the oh, like, he looks show super. and stuff. He looks just kind of, like, he stands a bit taller, and, like, he looks more elegant. He just looks like a demonic imp oh, or something. Yeah, he gets possessed <laughs> by the king of games. It, it's so good, though, how they go through, like, christopher reeve superman levels to like prevent the love interest from finding out yeah his nope. alternate identity <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is just epic like when he becomes his epic alter ego and just like owns owns bullies yep, it, it's <laughs> makes, an important lesson for us all makes a kid that the worst thing he does is steal a card makes him experience death <laughs> that's what happens to kaiba <laughs> It says the oh. ends with Kaiba being like trapped in the um in the realm of the cards. <laughs> yeah, but it's basically and, like experiencing death. And, and then he, he does the back. same thing to his little brother. <laughs> yeah, he puts him in the egg. He's <laughs> like six or seven. He's gotta be. Because Seto Kaiba is probably what, thirteen like fifteen or sixteen and, yeah, I think it's like and 15, the little brother ah, damn it, I forget his name, but I don't think it was Kaiba. Some, yeah. little Kaiba. Little Kaiba. Kaiba Jr. He does have a name. It starts with an M, I think. Uh, but he was like, he'd show up sometimes in the, um, in like the first series. Um, yeah, that was one of the last ones. That was the dual. That was yeah, like the dual w- chest. I think that was the last one. Of it was the last one we read. Capsule Monster Chess. Yeah. And uh, that's when it's becoming a little less gory and a little bit more just like, okay, this is games now. We'll see. There's there's a lot. <laughs> So I guess the as the series go went on, they like realized, oh, we can. I guess I guess I don't know exactly what the history of like people were yeah. probably writing in about. Hey, we want to know more about this card game. I, I think that's almost probably exactly what happened. They're yeah. like, that sounds really cool, blue eyes, white dragon. I want that. Like the people that, you know, it's like the equivalent of you know writing into Oda and suggesting like, hey, this person's birthday should be this, and he's like, okay, that's very cool. Except in this case, they make a product, so yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm gonna see like what the time frame it's was. It's such a weird. It's such a weird thing if you think about it. Yeah. Like it would be, it would be like if. 
Well, so so according to Wikipedia, the the manga started in September started on September 30-96, and the trading card game didn't launch until 1999. Yeah, it's quite a bit. And then, like, I, I guess <clears throat> I don't know if um, it, it like kind of rebranded as like Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Masters or something like that. Right, right. Because at first it was kind of a just a, a ripoff of Magic: The Gathering. It was like Wizards and and something. Monsters and <clears throat> wait, scroll down. I think it was down here. Um, magic and wizards <laughs> yes yeah magic and wizards and then it was rebranded as dual monsters right and well and, and that's what the um the series kind of like how here with dragon ball how we kind of split it up into dragon ball and dragon ball z right. um the series like in the u.s publication the way it's collected it becomes rebranded as like a Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Masters, Duel Monsters. And so you, like, that starts at, like, a new volume one, like, when it becomes what we think of when we think of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Duelist, that's it. Duelist, yeah. The, the, the original run of Yu-Gi-Oh!, which is 38 volumes, was broken up into... To just Yu-Gi-Oh!, and then Duelist rebranded here. Yeah, and then there Which was also it just the... all card game all the time. <clears throat> yeah, 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 and then the last seven chapters it looks like was another volume as well. Oh, okay. So the last seven volumes were were another book called uh, Millennium World. And then they keep adding new series like GX Arc V Arc Five. I don't know. Yeah, GX so, GX is the it, only one never you die. need. Now. Yeah. Um, um, so long as it continues to print money. I wonder... But maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's partially why they switched... I mean, it says as of 2018, Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of the highest grossing media franchises of all time. Oh, well. It's probably still really... Po- it's one of those things that, like, it's... Like Zach said, it's evergreen. It it There's there's an eight-year-old born every day. They're gonna play Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Uh, I, I am surprised it got so popular along with Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like it would have well, been vying... later wasn't it um well yeah i mean i guess the cards came out uh after pokemon tcg got big but um yeah. i'm surprised it like carved a niche for itself i guess i guess it's like considered quote unquote i know there's like huge power creep in it that's i don't know much about it but i do know that um i guess that's true for pokemon too but i guess like there's it's it's different enough like style wise that people are like, oh, I like this better than Pokemon. I get the impression that like you, you really can like track it, like like in terms of accessibility and difficulty uh, of mechanics and things. Like Yu-Gi-Oh is like a really good bridge between Pokemon and Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, yeah. So it's so one of the things that was funny to me as someone like you know I played. Uh, magic back in the day and i've been getting back into it with you know now the arena they're like they're kind of a hearthstone competitor i've been getting into that this past month it's really good um anyway uh something that was really funny to me about the first dual monsters dual masters whatever 
um, related chapter and what we read is like, you know, this whole like hype about the blue eyes, white dragon, that's the most powerful card and, and such. And it's, it's so rare and it's what everybody wants. And like, you know, knowing I'm, I'm, I'm hardly an expert on game design or anything like that, but knowing the little bit that I do about just from having like played this and like a few other card games, they've always like had a bit of interest for me. So I've checked out a few over the years is that blue eyes, white dragon. All it is, is just a, it, it's just a creature in this game. It just does damage. It does nothing else. Right. And that's really boring and not interesting. And it, you know, it's not. Not to a 15 year old that's yeah, obsessed to, with Doom Exactly, Monsters. exactly. To, yeah. <laughs> to that kind of audience, that is what it is so cool. You know, the, it's aiming for that, you know, younger audience that this is what is most powerful. Whereas, you know, in any sort of like, really in any sort of game like this, stuff like card draw and letting you get stuff out that like that earlier, that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that really breaks games, not just something that hits really it, hard. Super powerful. This is, all, this is all about branding, though. Yes, like, exactly. This, the blue eyes, white dragon. You know what the blue eyes, white dragon looks yeah. like, even if you don't even want to know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's you, the Charizard effect. Like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say except that, like, I, I mean, I, I do get what you're saying, Walter. That like in the usually like the most rare and like valuable cards are going to be the ones that are like spells and whatnot probably in a lot of these games but right like i mean when you were a kid you didn't, like, like you just, didn't, that stuff's boring yeah you just want you wanted the holographic charizard yeah. you wanted that first edition holographic charizard and you were in line at toys r us you opened that booster pack and there it was yep you, you can't like you know yeah <clears throat> the, the kid audience isn't really going to understand like oh you know it's really good to be able to like draw yeah. three cards. Yeah. And it's like, what? That's boring. You know, three I think cards. That... Why, why draw three cards when I can have my one blue eyes, white dragon? <laughs> How cool is it that the blue eyes, white dragon didn't obey Kaiba because it <laughs> knew that he didn't have his full heart in the card game. So cool. <laughs> the blue eyes, white dragon. It, it was like Harry Potter, except cooler. The, yeah, the blue eyes, white cooler. dragon refused to fight to hurt Yugi. <laughs> Uh, it's delightful it's it's pretty fun i don't know if i will read all 38 volumes but i can see myself (laughs) never say never i could especially especially now that we've got the vault that's what i'm saying it's this is way more probable now as sad as that (laughs) yeah i I wouldn't i wouldn't like buy this but the fact that i have access to it anyway it's dangerous it's it's like yeah exactly it's like just the fact that it's there it it leads one to um, unhealthy habits like reading all of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if, I kind of wonder if Takahashi had like a plan for the series that was different than just, we're going to do dual monsters. I wonder if he was like driven towards that because of the marketing. I, I, I'm sure that's the case. I wonder if, I wonder if he wanted to kind of explore this like dark Yu-Gi thing more as far as like because like i mean well it's still like it really... a plot point in it is. as the series goes on but i mean i i think that like the whole like uh having like a different game each chapter was you know that's yeah. clearly the original goal but i mean also At least the king of games not the king of one card game 
<laughs> that kind of lost its yeah, meaning. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> a little bit. So I think nowadays Yugi would be really good at every game. Like he'd do, he'd win all the esports tournaments. Oh yeah. Um, everything. Yeah, it's pretty sad he hasn't like evolved with the times. Like, you you know now there'd be like a dangerous game of like um with fidget spinners or something or, oh <laughs> uh, god, I don't know. What other fads are there? Uh, bird box challenge. Yeah. It, oh man, the modern Yu-Gi-Oh would be like some kind of master of memes. <laughs> you do like, or, or particularly the yeah, those kinds of like online challenges, like Cut. like the uh, what was the ice? The, the ice, ice bucket, bucket challenge. Oh, the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. Like Kaiba, it would be like Kaiba had a really good one, and then Yugi comes in with something that's even bigger. Yeah. And so they they have like a meme fight. Oh <laughs> man! I don't know how that would work. It doesn't sound the, the ice fight. bucket challenge, but like you're already like in a freezing area. <laughs> just whoever passes out from hypothermia first. It's basically just saw, and Yugi is jigsaw, except he's not really like serial killer. He's just he punishes bad guys. Yeah, he's a he's he, an agent he's of just, justice. He's basically, yeah, he's he's Batman. You stole somebody's fancy card. You're going to know what death feels like. <laughs> and your brother, too. <laughs> your whole family. His, um, brother, his brother didn't even steal anything, right? He just cheated. He was just he just cheated and was kind of mean, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> he was just a mean, bratty kid. I mean, he doesn't deserve to... <laughs> I, liked how, I liked how the chapters just ended, too. Yeah. Usually, the last page would... would um, especially the one with you... Uh, Kaiba's brother. It ended with him being trapped in the castle, and he said, "Now you know what it feels like." To da 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 da, and um, whatever he said, and it just ended that way with the kid looking terrified. <laughs> End chapter. Read the next volume, volume four. <laughs> oh, so we we did have like one kind of like s- story arc. Yes, um, with the oh, I forget the name of the character. Shady. His name was Shady. Is it? Would it be like shoddy? Oh, okay. I'm thinking because there's a character in, like, in like shoddy? called Shady. Yeah, Shoddy. S H A D I. So yeah. Um that was kind of the most development we had concerning Yugi's alter ego. Um didn't really explain anything much more. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But But that it was it was pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, this guy, again, he, he just flat up uh, murdered at least one person. He murdered one of the people at the museum. And then attempted murder. He's just trying to get the Millennium items. Right. And um, he realized that Yugi, he became interested in Yugi because, <clears throat> like, I need, like I need to explain the plot of this to you guys, but um, <laughs> he, he was interested in Yugi because Yugi was the only person who'd solved the puzzle, right. the Millennium which, puzzle. Which didn't look that hard. Just, just throwing that out there that in the jo- first chapter. Jono Uchi Joey threw the piece of the puzzle away, and then the power of friendship made him go get it. Yeah, and bring it back to Yugi. Like from from the panels we <laughs> saw in the first chapter, it seemed like it all fit together pretty clearly. Maybe these people were really dumb. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe like it's magic. Yeah. People just weren't good at games back then. People only became really good at games. Uh, in the 20th century, the oh, only that's time definitely had true. The time to be gaming, and 
Yeah, we, is, we've got all this leisure time to be gaming now. Yeah. Also, what a cool thing for like your family to pass down like a game store. Yeah, that's like, awesome. It's like, hey, my grandpa's game store. It's board game. I mean, I don't think it was actually like video games, but it was like board games, card games. It was basically like a hobby shop. Yeah. But Very I, cool. One of, one of the things like I got the vibe, like I think that like, yeah, Shadi's like an antagonistic figure. But I got the vibe like I wasn't supposed to feel like he yeah. was like, <clears throat> evil. Evil, but it's like he still murdered somebody. He still murdered the guy. Maybe, maybe I, that's an uncharitable reading. Maybe, maybe I'm supposed to be like, yeah, he's a bad dude. But I don't think I, this I was really thought out very vibe. well. <laughs> yeah, he he was kind of. I, I it, that section really. I mean, it, it. I'm I'm playing Persona Five right now, and that's basically. He he was like in his messing mind in people's cognitive palaces. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um. I also kind of wonder how we're supposed to feel about Dark Yugi. Yeah, yeah. Because he seems pretty evil. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, he believes in friendship, but at what cost? I mean, he's basically yeah. gonna commit genocide to uh. Okay, well, maybe not genocide, but I mean, like individual Kill all suffering. the bullies. Yeah, yeah. bully side. Bully side, yeah. Which you know what, some people are probably cool with, but that's the only probably, side that's yeah. acceptable. Can um, you imagine what he would? He would. He would. Oh my God, Yugi, the modern Yugi would um, fight uh, online bullies, cyberbullying. Yeah, cyberbullying. People when people bully <clears throat> you on your Twitch stream because you're like missing all your shots, and you know they tell you to quit being a loser or whatever. He he will like suck you into a real version of Fortnite. <laughs> And I'll no scope you from across the map. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of realizing that this is just like a treatise on capital punishment, and like, I don't think I like it now. I want to, I want to interview Takahashi and tell him like, I finally understand the thesis of Yu-Gi-Oh, and he look at me and be like, "You're right. This is, <laughs> this is what, uh, this is what I was actually trying to communicate all this time. It's about, it's a PSA against bullying. It's about how capital punishment is pretty screwed up." I think. <laughs> oh, what if it's what he was advocating? He's like, it, actually, oh, yeah. I don't... He's like, Ooh. oh, I don't believe in prisons. You can't re rehabilitate anyone. They must play the. See, if they, they play the told. shadow game and win, then they're fine because that's they how you're redeemed. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's the one chance you get. It's a sped up version <sighs> of rehabilitation. You get one chance, and if you don't happen to be good at air hockey. <laughs> You're going to burn in hell the rest of your life. Burn in hell forever, I should say. Oh. It was very entertaining. It's a weird book. It's it, it's much weirder than I could have imagined. It it does not like fit in with the other the other shonen manga of the times, I feel it like. Really, it yeah, really it, doesn't. It's definitely unique. It's definitely nothing at all like uh um the comic can you imagine the thing that inspired us to read yeah. this in the first place. no it's nothing like the comic can you imagine reading this and not knowing how it starts being like what <laughs> Are you and not like not knowing not about the um, where it goes that it doesn't start with the card game at all oh okay yeah can you imagine that like yeah if you just kind of wish it i up, hadn't if you had just picked it up with yeah. only knowing about the card game and not oh which i'm sure happened with people right can you can we um Sorry, can we talk about the uh, 
how'd you guys feel about remember the the superhero zombier oh my gosh yeah because yeah this is as you said early on Emily, this is like you know 90s fads in particular and you know, this was about um like a um a gundam this was like a, a painting so that, a model, that was part of it painting. but but he was clearly supposed to be like a, a spawn of- Oh gosh, yeah, yeah! Wow, wow, I'm dumb. I yeah. didn't even think of that. So, like a dark hero. Yeah, and, and like you know that whole collector phenomenon. So it, it was that that was, and it it was actually pretty. Uh, like it didn't look like Todd McFarlane's art, but he he like did some stuff with his style that was yeah. like that, that actually evokes it pretty well, even if it doesn't necessarily look exactly like it. it gets that kind of like he changed his style up a bit for like depicting that stuff and it's like he did a good job of like making it feel like it like was, this was a real fad like that was probably one of the few parts of it i was like legitimately impressed by in yeah. like terms of, like oh neat as opposed to like this is awesome the, i mean you do <laughs> the the moral of that story though was a little muddied i think <laughs> Paying- <laughs> The moral. <laughs> I honestly don't know, but <laughs> well, the dad like paid paid police to to stalk his son, and then lose. <laughs> and then they started extorting the dad. <laughs> it's so bad, and then like, I think you were supposed to feel bad for the dad for doing this, and I'm thinking like <laughs> Walter's losing it. <laughs> I think you were. I'm thinking like, okay, before I found out he was paying people to pretend to fight his son and or to like, you know, threateningly approach his son and then lose, I was like, oh, you know, I feel kind of bad for this guy. And then I'm like, this is fucked up. I don't like this. I wish, I, wish I could remember what chapter that was. Oh. It was right before Capsule Monsters, I think. Right before the um, the last thing that happened. Okay. Um, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't remember exactly how it ends. I just know he dresses up as the as the thing and uh, a zombier and uh, uh, fights. So I, I think that <laughs> and anyone who uh, has, has signed up for access to the vault, if you read anything, read that chapter because it's, it's, it's the perfect encapsulation of like, Everything being yeah, the the <laughs> message as you said, Sack just being so muddy. Like, what is this supposed to mean? I think yeah, it's a it's um chapters twenty two and twenty three. That's right. It was a two parter. American thought... hero. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that this is gonna sound weird, but I see the spark of like, I see why Yu Gi Oh got. I see. I see. Like I'm like okay. Reading this would be like wow. I have never read anything like this before. If I was a kid, you know. What yeah, I, mean? I can, Yeah, absolutely. I can. There's see. a lot of like. I don't, know, I don't know if passion is the word, but like, there's a lot of intensity behind like the ideas. I think Takahashi was like really excited about every single chapter. He's like, this is gonna be a uh, a game where I set the floor on fire and these guys are gonna like burn to death if they step on it, like. All right, you yeah. you go off, you know. I forgot. I, I I forgot how it ended. He he lights the guys on fire, <laughs> <laughs> and then the kid says, "There's no way I could be a hero," and Yugi says, "Of course you can." <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be willing to cause other people 
to um, cause terrible injury to others. If they do you wrong... I mean, okay, those guys were pretty bad. I don't know if they deserve to be given, like, third-degree burns or whatever happened to them. I think they they probably had to go to the hospital. Oh, man. So, we're in agreement. It's very good. It, it is very good, it's yeah. It's very entertaining. It's, wi- it's wild. I think I would describe it as, like, a wild... <laughs> yeah, wild is the perfect it's, word. It's, it. it is absolutely uh, wild. Like, it's not, it's not something where I would say it's like hard to follow or anything no, like it's not, not it's not weird in the sense that it's like convoluted or it's like too much it's just wild like <laughs> yeah. if you actually think about what happens <laughs> it's like crazy how many people ha- go through like lasting psychological damage because of yugi and yeah it it's not kingdom hearts but it's it's definitely still takahashi's wild ride yeah for sure oh yeah oh yeah and it will make your it will increase your iq by a couple of points i'm pretty sure in fact, actually, that reminds me that we were we were talking about at one point about how this is fairly similar to Kingdom Hearts. What were we? Maybe I was how thinking, so? just in terms of like, yeah, it's just wild. It's well, it's, Kingdom Hearts is kind of convoluted. it has the convoluted aspect of it too, but it's just kind of it's it's just it's just wild. He just goes. Yeah, exa- he just goes. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's like Takahashi's like his editors like before you know he's like I got this idea, guys, and they're talking to him. And he's like. Nuh-uh, nope, gonna do it. <laughs> like, maybe you shouldn't have a chapter where, like, you know, a kid thinks that a guy who burned people terribly is, like, a hero. Nah, oh, nah, this is good. <laughs> this is now a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, by the way. There was also that really cool scene after the, like, weird onk, the uh, thing where, yeah. oh gosh, I don't know her, her name was, like, Tia or something in the... So, yeah, oh, um, that was another thing. This this I, like had their their Japanese this had their, names. This had their yeah. real names. Yeah, their um, real names. Anzu, I think. Anzu, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Anzu, she, yeah. Um, she uh, when she was like hanging over that pit, and in the end, it was like extreme power of friendship. It was the it was one of the most extreme power of friendship things I've seen. I think. Yeah, because sure. it was like Jonouchi Joey wouldn't move because friendship power and then shot it was revealed that shoddy like didn't understand what friendship was but it was a deep psychological breaking they didn't have that back in ancient egypt friendship didn't exist then yeah that was i won't go there i was was thinking of ancient greece never mind um (laughs) though this does make me wonder going back to our first half where we're talking where we talked about uh, the new shonen jump model is are they no longer sending Yu-Gi-Oh cards? <gasps> oh no! Oh, so I they announced they they announced what they're doing there. I think ah. there there is a set of promo cards that are going to be released over the course of this year to people okay. who were still <clears throat> subscribed at the time of the switch. I think. Ah. Um, so I and wanted to it. say that it's like somewhere between four and eight more cards that'll be released oh, in a staggered schedule over the year. And those are probably going to be pretty rare for those speculators out there because yeah. it's only to the people who are still subscribed at the end. I wasn't. I let my subscription run out. Oh, I just so, want that blue eyes white dragon. I want that blue eyes white dragon that I drew for Matt's wedding. 
Oh man, I was gonna ask if you told that story on the podcast about. I'll do. A, do you mind if maybe I can? I'll do a quick uh, Yu-Gi-Oh quick story. story to sign off. Yes, quick Yu-Gi-Oh story. We've had a couple of those, weirdly enough. So, when when I got my, uh, I I did not want the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So I I specifically found out when signing up for like my Shonen Jump subscription, like if you subscribe to it through apple newsstand you wouldn't get the cards it doesn't change the cost at all i just didn't i didn't want them i didn't want to <laughs> deal with the paper but um i guess matt malikov uh, former editor-in-chief of multiversity comics he signed up for it and so he would he would like you know send me it's like look what i got walter what am i supposed to do with these and so it was for, a duel yeah um for our when emily and i got married as part of our wedding gift in his in his card, he included like the Yu-Gi-Oh promo that he most recently got. <laughs> that we probably already had somewhere. Well, that I, I had. Yeah, you were getting the cards. Um, well, now I have two. So now, I, like I said, I wasn't getting them. So when he got married a couple months ago, at this point, um, you know, I couldn't return the favor. So what I did was the <laughs> day before. Um, so funny. Using, we were staying at a hotel up in uh, Massachusetts, and so the day before the wedding, you know, the, you get those little like pads of paper that you get in every hotel room. I painstakingly, with my amazing artistic skills, painstakingly drew out the blue eyes white dragon <laughs> card. Like not just the not just not just drawing blue eyes white dragon, but like I did the frame of the card. <laughs> And I did like, you know, the power and the toughness or attack and the flavor and text, the flavor text, um, got it, got a great. And I'm, I'm an incredible artist just so everyone knows. And <laughs> I think I'll make that image the, um, oh, man. the featured image for the post. I'm sure Brian certainly wouldn't mind that taking up the front page of multiversity comics. It's pretty funny though. Um, yeah, that's true friendship. Yeah. So that is my Yu-Gi-Oh story and hopefully if you're listening to this on your podcast or whatever, go to multiversitycomics.com, find the post for this to see it because whether or not Brian wants me to or not, I'm not doing that. It'll at, <laughs> le- it'll at least be in the post somewhere. Yeah. Because I'm proud of my artistic endeavors. It's pretty funny. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Yeah. What are we, uh, what are we going to talk about next month? Oh, glad you asked. We yeah. are going to be reading... The first three volumes of Satoru Noda's Golden Kamui, which is from the research I've done. I uh, haven't done too much because, again, uh, I didn't want to get too spoiled on what actually happens in the manga. But it's like a historical adventure story, kind of like um, Vinland Saga, which we did last year, I believe. Maybe a little a little less than a year ago at this point. Um but this time the setting is around the time of the Russo-Japanese War, which I think is early 1900s. Yeah, before and World War One. Before World War One, yeah, quite a bit. And um, yeah, it focuses on a couple of adventurers looking for treasure. And it also um, includes uh, or features uh, prominently the Ainu, which are the indigenous Japanese people. So that should be... That should be really cool. Um, I I only hear good things about this about this manga. Uh, it recently got an anime, and I think it 
the anime slightly got the berserk treatment, unfortunately, in that there's a lot of really bad CGI in it. Not as bad as the new berserk anime, but like enough to be annoying. But I, like I said, I only hear good things about the manga, so look forward to that. You said you said I knew. I'm gonna have a really hard time not thinking of the the Ainur from Tolkien mythology. Oh. <laughs> That's a deep cut. That That's is a, a deep, deep cut. cut. A Silmarillion yeah. cut. Oh. Only for true, are we gonna only do our Silmarillion podcast? <laughs> after, our kingdom, after our Kingdom Hearts podcast, which oh. which we also might have yeah. less time to read manga this coming month because that's coming out in three weeks. <laughs> yep, we'll have to get all of our manga done before then, and we'll have to schedule the episode. Uh, I actually think it's bad because I think we are due to record the Friday after <laughs> yeah. Kingdom Hearts oh, no. <laughs> comes out. Uh, Maybe even actually based on our usual schedule, the day it comes out. Um, <laughs> and Zach's going to be a, a weirdly sick that day and won't be able to record. Yeah. <laughs> Cough, we'll, cough, sorry guys. We'll figure we'll figure it out. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah. So uh Golden Comedy, uh three volumes next month. Uh excited to talk about that. And of course the new uh the the new kind of Shonen Jump lineup, which we'll figure out how to do. Uh we'll try to cover it, I think, about the same way we used to. Um yeah. we just might not cover a lot of the new stuff that comes in. We'll we'll pick and choose. And if there's any of like the uh, newer stuff that any of our listeners are following, um, any of any of the new things that had been added, kind of mid arc, if any of those you're interested in uh, hearing us talk about, please let us know. Email us, uh, comment on the posts, whatever. Just let us know. I'm sure one of us will be interested at least. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we we may find ourselves specializing more in yeah yeah I think so. areas. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out. But ultimately, I think this is a a very good thing for for us and for all manga enjoyers, enthusiasts, enthusiasts, enthusiasts. manga likers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, where can everybody be found on Twitter? I am at Cosmos, of course. And I am at Wilker Fox. And I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. And that's us for this month. See you in February. Bye. Goodbye to you.